Of all of the big breaches on the internet, apparently Pornhub has never actually been hacked. Yeah, but why? No, who who mm. want to hack Pornhub? Because you know it's. But then, that's, why shit? You don't, you, don't, you don't shit when you sleep, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. That is fair. I was going to say. Good evening, everybody. I'm the Suffolk Ram. I'm in Meister. Scazius. Welcome to episode 95 of the Bad Edge Podcast. Five more to go. And we're yeah. gone forever. <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Join us for that one, Tom? What just Tom doesn't turn up for that one? I haven't got a passport now, that's the only thing. Oh, we don't care about that. I was just saying, Kim don't need a passport. We've been before, we're, we're, we're like bros of Kim. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we, you yeah know, no, you never know, Kim might come yeah. in. We're close to that, that basketball player, whatever his name is. That guy. Him. Oh, right. I have no idea. He's not Michael Jordan. No, uh, Dennis Rodman. That's him, Dennis Rodman. Oh, that... Yeah, we're close to Dennis Rodman to him. Yeah. Apparently, Kim doesn't like Dennis Rodman that much. Apparently, Dennis also gets drunk and things embarrasses him. Well, you know how it is. Well, you do. When you're hanging out with Kim, you got to chill out. Got to chillax. Chillax, you know. It's, well, yeah. It's well, it's, look, it's not, look, it's not Dennis Rodman's fault, right? We know that Kim's family have had a, a long history of doing really crazy shit really easily. Kim Jong-il... Fucking like hole in ones on his first game. Yeah, golf. he was amazing. All the way, uh, you know, they discovered unicorns. But very humble because he could have gone to the the Open Masters and did that. Yeah, he could but he decided not to do it because he didn't want to embarrass anybody. Exactly. Very humble. That's what you don't deserve about him. You know, very humble. And mm. fucking oh, fucking big Kim now. He doesn't get drunk. <clears throat> no, he can't. That's no. the problem. He's like Dennis, mate. You need to chill out. You can't fucking beat me in a drinking contest. Yeah. Shots? Yeah. I've been gone my entire life. He doesn't poop either, does he? Actually, no. See, Kim has said it, he does. Oh, he does poop, mate. Eh? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. just, you know, sometimes. But it's gold plated. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Comes up ripping. I, you know, I am, yeah, it's like pre-packaged, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's wrapped. Wrapped and ready to go. Yeah. Ooh, not bad. Yeah. I think I must be on a list somewhere because I've been spending a lot of this short amount of time on Amazon looking at North Korea stuff which like, <laughs> is ready for the episode mm. you know, from flags to bobbleheads to <coughs> yeah I want to get the bobblehead I'm going to try I'm going to pick them up for the um, North Korean episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bobblehead you know, bobbleheaded Kim mm. you got a little mascot yeah some flags and, you know, I'm just waiting for t-shirts fucking... right GCHQ I've already got you flagged up, and I can guarantee you, as soon as that thing comes through the post, you are going to get raided like a madman. It probably doesn't help. I've also been researching penetration <laughs> testing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You've not really been looking at the cleanest stuff of late, have you? No. As far as our government is concerned, no. they would rather you went to Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's not that much North Korean stuff on Pornhub. <laughs> well, there's some. It probably is. Yeah, that's, what, that's what Chalky said to me. He said, you know what? He said, you'd be surprised what you'd find on these sites. And he said, you could actually type in a YouTuber name and find just regular YouTube videos <laughs> on yeah. one of them. I was like, what? He said, well, yeah, well, like, they don't take anything down from sites like that, do they? So anything that got pulled from YouTube gets put on Pornhub. Yeah. Right, make a note about that. Brand nerds Pornhub. <laughs> oh, oh, Christ. Yeah. We should put the cow in soft focus. <laughs> I'm going to have to put that on when I go. No, what you mean by soft focus is you just we'll get... We'll train yourself to Randy nerds. You just, you just get the Vaseline and you just rub it over the lens. Yeah, soft focus. We did that one with the lighting changes, didn't we? That was the yeah. red and the blue and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that, that does look like the colour correction's gone terribly wrong on that. <laughs> yeah. so. 
Anyway, shall we start? Yeah, yeah. go on then. Alright, so, Scouts, what have you been playing with your kiddie rinks at home, making lots of noise and disturbing you constantly? Um, you'd be surprised, actually. My children have been quite good because they're both had games again. Oh, good. So, um, I've played the occasional game with them that we won't go into because it would include nothing but fucking Minecraft. Mm. Uh, wait, what? No, Minecraft and what other one we've been playing? Fortnite. Oh, Minecraft. Fuck Fortnite! Fuck you saying that swear word in my house, motherfucker! <laughs> Watch your language. Go and wash your mouth out, Nick. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. That's better. Saying such a horrible thing. Alcohol wash. There. How could he say such a thing? Next you're going to say that my dog's ginger. He's ginger and he's a winger. Well, I'm fine with that, but saying that <laughs> F word in my house, how <coughs> bloody could you? What a dick. I'd say he's more sunshine brown. Yeah, well... I was, I was thinking, yeah, sort of more honey coloured, really. <clears throat> like, you know, the effort of shredded, well, is it shredded shredded wheat where they have all, like, honey dripping down? He's got that sort of colouration, too. Yeah, they used to have the honey monster. Yeah, honey monster's disappeared. Do you think he got took up with the sugar tax? <coughs> no, he had that yeah. whole, you know, sex scandal thing, wasn't he? he was, was he on Pornhub? Uh-huh. No, it was, you know, he was a friend with Jim Savile and all that. Let's not get was into he? it. Was he? Yeah, It's always your heroes that get tempted, isn't it? Jimmy Savile, Port... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Port Port Jimmy Savile, <laughs> fucking Port Monster. Postman yeah. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> the scandals are rocking the I was going to say, Postman Pat is definitely on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Uh, Farm and Sam must be on there as well. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. His yeah. hose. I never got the builder fucking oh, God, yeah. I never there. trusted the Teletubbies either. They all, I'm waiting for the scandal to come about the Teletubbies as well. Probably already has. Well, what, what is it Rule 34, isn't it? Is yeah, it's Rule 34. If it's on 4th, it, it's, you know, sex has been involved. Yeah. Good old, isn't it? No matter what's invented, someone will either work out a way to have sex with it or to, oh. to weaponise it. Mm. 4chan just find something I'm sure 4chan will find something that hasn't been and then make it <laughs> I think uh, trust me you can find anything and if you put anything you put whatever it is just type in and sex afterwards uh, you'll find something uranium right okay let's do this as long as it's on your you're really internet so it's fine hang on <laughs> you get off my connection <laughs> don't think I want to find out what that comes up with to be honest <laughs> The Pleasure Rain uses sex and tissue Pacific in Science Direct. This is, this is, this is bad. Oh. Wasn't that what... I wonder how many times my group has now gone, hang on a minute, hang on. There might be a superhero called Sex Man who was created by the Pleasure Rain. Par- yeah, parents were watching um, Deadpool when I left the house. And I caught a bit of it. I don't know, but it's quite funny from the bit I saw. He's beating up this guy with a chrome thing and he keeps breaking his wrists. Oh, that's one. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the first one. He's uh, trying to take shots at Colossus. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't as what I thought. It's depreciated range uses sex and tissue pursuant methylation patterns in adult zebrafish. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think... Now, with a title like that, you're going to find that <coughs> on Pornhub. Oh, I yes. thought that's what it was going to be about. I'll put a link to here. this in the show notes for anybody who's interested about what happens to zebrafish if you put depreciated uranium with them. Mm, okay. Um, I would imagine they'd die. <laughs> Not necessarily. Mm. The scare of the radiation has actually been very vastly overstated because it's actually been surprised they discovered that it's not actually... As, super high doses, yes, are very deadly. Mm. In actual fact, it's not a logarithmic scale. I was going to say, but so <laughs> super high doses of... Anything. Know, sugar. Well, I think they've only... With Chernobyl, Water. they've actually only been able to attribute 
about 60 deaths to it. Mm. Everything else is just within all margin of error. So, like, anyone who lived nearby didn't get evacuated. They were expecting to see a lot more rates of cancer and so forth. No different to base population. Sure. sure. Um, even the workers, um, one of the guys, there are three guys who swum and had to go and drain a load of water underneath the reactor because it was going to melt down, hit this water, and basically explode and spill the radioactive material yeah, outside. Yeah, sure. They swam underneath the reactor into this heavily radiated area, drained the water. I think. Two of them are still alive. The first one died in 2005, like the 1970s. Didn't two of them become one conjoined no. person, though? No. <laughs> no, no. So it's, yeah. it's surprising, actually. There's a Horizon documentary on it, and it's surprising, actually, how mistaken they were about how dangerous actually radiation actually is. Well, that's what I thought was funny when um, my wife was watching a, a show about... Um, Oh, what is this? some kind of dodgy tourism where like oh there's been a natural disaster let's go and check that out or hey radiation let's go fuck around here for a week uh, yeah. dark uh, tourism uh, isn't it that yeah <clears throat> that, might, that might have been the thing and they were like oh yeah there was a there was a uh, um, the reactors went fucking fruit loop and all of these people died what they don't mention is that the majority of the deaths came from the fucking tidal waves, the big old fucking <laughs> Fukushima. The, 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 the fucking tsunami yeah, that comes from Fukushima, through. that would be a fair because no one's died as a result of Fukushima from the reactor. Yeah, that's what I thought was really weird. I was like, because yeah. uh, I said to I said to the wife, I was like, how many did they say fucking died? No. I said, that came out of nowhere. No. And then just randomly later on, they show the scenes where entire <laughs> villages have just been wiped out. Yeah, it's like, oh, right, that was right. I do want to, and this is one of the things I want to do before I die, I want to visit the zone around Chernobyl. Then let's put it on the list. Yeah, we just Get around nerds talking. This is not. This is not me being silly for no, no. YouTube. I really do want to go visit. Yeah, mentioned that to me. The Snowball Zone. Yeah, the other day. I really do. <clears throat> yep. You can do tours around it. We can stay at a hotel. Yeah. Uh, chap I know has uh, gone through took loads of photos. I would love to go around there. There's a movie called Chernobyl uh, Diaries where they do that and they yeah. get attacked by mutants. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll play a documentary. What do you mean fucking attacked by mutants? If you want to see mutants, <laughs> just go down to Last of Time. To be fair, <laughs> all you go to Yarmouth. I think that's where they got a lot of the cards yeah. from. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> Yarmouth all Diaries. in their iPhones. Fantastic. Fantastic. Ah. Yeah. Yarmouth Diaries is the sequel. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God. Uh, anyway, what are we playing, Skaz? Yeah. <laughs> Other than playing random Nintendo Switch games with the kids. By the way, proud parenting moment... My eldest son beat me two straight fucking games on Garrow Mark of the Wolves, a fighting game. Mm. And did you let him win? Fuck no! I didn't go uh, easy uh, on my kids. Now, did he, now did he beat you because he was better <laughs> that you're saying old and your reactions are dying? You're basically, you're just not, you've had That, that could be the excuse <laughs> that I'll use. No, I was quite genuine. a technical fighter, that one, isn't it? Um, well, it's, it's like... a standard SNK four-button fighter, but uh, it's probably one of the better of the time. Yeah. Um... But uh, he actually beat me as my best character, and then when I rolled back to um, another character, he fucking flattened me again, and I was like, okay, then the fucking cheeky little shit. Yeah. Nice. It's that prowess moment when the child does the parent. That was, mm. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, but then, um, so he, he beat me twice earlier on in the day, yeah. and then later on in the day we played again, and I fucking flattened him straight out. I was like, there you go. Well, I See, most people celebrate their child's first word. First walking. Skies is the only thing he's probably ever going to put up is like the first time my child beat me, I've fought, beat a beat up. Well, mm. I'd like, I'd also like to throw out there that my children, both of them, beat Fancy Star Online under the age of like I don't know seven. Yeah, so, yeah. They went through a game that fucking most people I know haven't beaten. Yeah. 
They yell little reactions. You see, it's like platformers. Mm-hmm. Because by the time you get to about sort of, sort of 13, 14, you've had it for platformers. You just never ever, you just got to accept you'll never ever be able to beat them because you're just too old. I can tell me you Super Mario World, but that's muscle memory, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's about, you know, it's just not going to happen. Yep. It just mm. simply is not going to happen. I will say we're calling for 16 minutes so Stop far it right, Leonard, you <laughs> all right um god your language is guys it's so come, so come on, on come on trap face what have you been playing god yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he swore <laughs> Woo! every once in a while I throw one Thomas swears oh I throw him in god. there this must be a dream first you <laughs> pop a thumbnail and now fucking Tom swear and my realize we've never actually had an opportunity to say Thomas was alone no. Oh, god damn it. No, well, you two are always here, aren't you? So. Well, we better go. At the end of the podcast, right, we're going to just run out the room and shout Thomas was alone, okay? Yeah. We've right. got to do that, okay? Oh, we'll forget. Like it. <clears throat> it's a good game. Yeah, it is a good game. Yeah, cheers. Um, no, no, it's by um, Danny somebody. He's watched, a comedian. I watched a horror movie the other day starring Thomas Middlech. That freaked me right out. He's actually <laughs> quite a big actor. Is he? Yeah, he's in that Silicon Valley show comedy and then now he's in movies yeah, you've just revealed oh, no one's watching Super no, no one ever watches no it. one's watching <laughs> it won't be archived for the time yeah, you see a five that's yeah. fine right anyway Scav we've been playing <laughs> do you remember was it January or February Monster Hunter World came out on PS4 um, we ah, 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 we I've been because I've been sad I've been listening to the old podcasts mm. so all the ones I haven't I've edited but not actually listened to on my phone mm. and it was January time we were discussing that because we okay. discussed it in the New Year's podcast because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um <clears throat> yeah did you find out which one it was that Bad mentioned Garo and Mark of the Wolves and then I completely did no it's the Tropolis you see uh, um, I had a quick look but Chris song uh, when you and Bo used to get together you'd list off about 30 mm. games and like fuck them no, that, was his all main, them. that was his main no main no definitely because he had been there would have been linked into it I was there when he talked about that game you two were, you and him were talking about it. I met, I was there for one of those discussions about I'm that sure game when that game came out. Well, I had a quill, I didn't. Maybe I'm. No, that was an earlier one. <clears throat> you did mention it earlier on in the podcast as well. But yeah. either way, hang on, hang on. Now, don't Nick. You won't find it on the website. I've already looked. It's not actually listed. There you go. Everyone's deaf. Right. Sorry. Monster Hunter. Sorry. Um, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Monster Hunter World came out in February, January, February time uh, for PS4, and I fucking raged. I love Monster Hunter. I've been playing them now since back when me and you were in college, back mm. when they first came out. Uh, I remember you now talking about Monster Hunter. Me, I used sure. to love playing it on PS2, and then it came out on PSP, and that was like the the system seller. PSP. Like if you wanted, a, if you wanted a PSP, the only game you needed was Monster Hunter. That was hours and hours and hours of playtime on that. <coughs> they changed a lot of things. They made this. They made Monster Hunter World Baby's first Monster Hunter. Um, a lot of things that you couldn't get away with in uh, in other previous Monster Hunter titles, you could easily do in Monster Hunter World. Like for example, you couldn't just stand there and you couldn't just chug a health potion in Monster Hunter without timing it and making sure you were safe because if you did the monster would aggro and steamroll you hmm. in Monster Hunter World you could chug a potion and still walk and you know not full speed run but still still get your fucking get your run on so it was less dangerous to do a lot of things in Monster Hunter World gathering was a lot easier in Monster Hunter World auto crafting is a thing unlimited pickaxes um, 
you know, unlimited uh, whetstones and stuff like that. Uh, they just they made it easier. It was you know, baby's first game. There was no real hunt because the game showed you where the monster was. Um, and I, I burnt a lot of time on it on PS4 when it first came. I think the first month I must have put in seventy hours, which for me was is pretty hard. You know, I, I very rarely played games at the time. Um, so me and Divine went fucking hardcore on it. It's two old school Monster Hunter players. Uh, he really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was all right, but it was any really fun if you were playing it with other people. Uh, gameplay wise I just couldn't let go of half the changes to it I just wanted to fucking table flip most of the time plus it was unstable as jank on PS4 for me at least hmm. uh, Divine and his hunter group very rarely had any issues with it every time I finished a hunt before the save screen the game would just boot me out um, it would just kick me out of the game blue screen crash the console because it was a PS4 issue though, wasn't it not the <clears throat> game issue no because um, well potentially but then I wiped my Playstation 4 completely cleared it and reinstalled the firmware so it was as if I'd put a fresh hard drive in it and it still did it mm-hmm. so um, we couldn't be sure what the problem was in the grand scheme it seemed to work okay on Inky's Playstation 4 but because I was already quite sour on Monster Hunter World Mm-hmm. And the game kept booting me. I just said, no, I've had enough. I just had enough. I couldn't go anymore. I still had a, a wee bit of the story left to do. I just gave up on it. Uh, mods, a lot of my lot said they were going to get it on PC, but ended up getting it on PS4 because they realised that everyone would have would have already played it by the time it came out on PS4, uh, on PC. So what the fuck? What was the point in that? All the hardcore would have already finished. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it came out on PC a week ago. Two weeks ago? I think about a week ago-ish. Maybe a week and a half, kind of. Ten days ago. Some yeah. point between the last <laughs> podcast. Ten days yeah. ago. That's um, the only time for my care about ten days ago. podcast. <laughs> so, um, I bought it. Even though I ranted and raved <laughs> about it on the P- uh, PS4 version, even though I said, no, nah, I'm not going to fucking buy it on the PC, it's shit. I... I've been having a bit of Monster Hunter withdrawal, and the new... The new Monster Hunter, the Nintendo Switch Monster Hunter, doesn't come out until oh, it's ten days away. <laughs> is that that's a remake of the one of the older ones, isn't it? Uh, yes, Three, it's is Mon- it? Monster Hunter Generations, uh, which uh. is Monster Hunter Double Cross in Japan. It's the 2016 Monster Hunter game on oh, okay. uh, 3DS. Oh, I had that. Yeah, well, what they've gone and done <laughs> is they've done what they did with Monster Hunter 3 U and uh, mm. Monster Hunter 3 on PSP. So you've got the PSP version and the, and the PS3 version. Same game, you can move your Hunter between both. Okay. Same with 3 U and uh, on 3DS and Wii U, you can move your Hunter between the two. Mm. Same thing with the Switch game. You can actually transfer your Hunter from generations on the 3DS to the Switch game. And then you'll be like, I'm never playing my 3DS again because this is portable anyway. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to play, I want to play that game, and it didn't. Uh, I wanted to play Monster Hunter. I, I got a deal on it, and I took a crack at it. All of the problems that were present in the fucking PS4 release are still there. <laughs> They've had uh, what were we in August? Yeah. They've had and eight mid- months. <clears throat> Oh you know, they've had between six and eight months to fix these problems, and our survey says they're still <laughs> fucking there. All of them, not just some of them, all of them. That's unusual because you don't hear too many complaints about that, do you? When people are sort of testing the game, but oh my god, no! Gameplay-wise, mm. fine. Yeah. Anything that involves connecting to the internet. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I have to say, someone's is this, we've had a few comments, and right. someone is. I think, if I understand it correctly, they're happy that they've got their tournament. That there's a another stream on that's got more. It's far more interesting than us, and they're glad because you're not in it. Oh, great! Right, it's seen cat. If that's from your friends, yeah, yeah. So, see, <coughs> hiya. No. Yes, I won't. I won't plug it. Yeah. No, no, no. But anyone on Twitch can see it. We're yeah. on Twitch. Yeah, we're on Twitch. I've uh, seen cat. So yeah, um, anything involving servers, it, it doesn't work. And we think, we think it might have actually been a server issue that was booting me on the PS4 version as well. Because mm-hmm. um, when you finish a hunt, it then has to com- uh, complete another handshake with the server. Right. And it does this on the PC version as well. If it loses connection to the server, it will hang at the exact same place that it would crash on the PS4 until the PC version doesn't just go and then throw you out to a menu it just says oh hang on no internet connection and then sends you back to the single player mode Mm. Uh, which is much better Uh, just annoying that after all this time Capcom still haven't sorted it out and then someone said to me yeah but how could they have guessed that it was going to be this popular it's like are you fucking kidding me it's the most popular game they've released in nearly a thousand years it sold millions literally millions of copies on uh, PS4 and Xbox to the point that they were giving people items in game every million as part of a celebration we had special events in the game every million do you think the game if they do a sequel to the game once Hunter World, I know it's got all those other problems, but the game might work out better because it's quite good at bringing new people in, isn't it? Like you've said before. So do you think if they do a sequel that's more like the original, like more hardcore, people might no, you wouldn't you wouldn't forgive it for its folly. Well, no, I just don't think that it'll be mm. as as popular. A lot of new mm. so a lot of people didn't realise that Monster Hunter existed before World. A right. lot of people jumped in, mm. but there's one quest in particular that everyone gets to if they even get that far and they're like can't can't do it can't mm. do it and that's where you have to hunt down a new species of Raytheon however it's not as simple as just going to a map and hunting it you have to first get to high rank which could be about 20 to 30 hours mm. right you then have to go around high rank missions and find uh, this question mark question mark question mark Raytheon tracks the mission will not start. The story will not progress until you find enough of them. <laughs> are they random or are they like presets? They, they are <laughs> preset in certain areas on a map, but you'll have to go to that map a couple of times or spend a couple of hours running around waiting for them to respawn. It's a fucking drag. That's where I am again now in the story. It won't be that bad now on PC. Because um, so is it, is it actually hard? Or just like oh, it's fuck fucking, sake. it's tedious. Tedious, yeah. Because people mm. don't want to do it. It literally stops them from doing what it was they wanted to do. Yeah. They mm. they want to get to the next point in the story. The game says no. You're going to have to repeat a bunch of old hunts so that you can go back onto these maps to find the tracks. Yeah. And it's not a it's not quick. It's not a quick process. <laughs> no. Um, but on, on the PS4 version for me it was a nightmare because if I did a mission where I found the tracks 
if I crashed out, oh, no. I'd then have to go and do it again. Oh, so I could end up nice. spending literally hours <laughs> finding these tracks, only to be booted out of the game after the fact, and then have to do it again. I st- managed to stomach it on the PS4. PC's going to be easier, but... Mm. Ugh. <laughs> so, are they changing the PC version? No, it was exactly the fucking <laughs> same. Even any graphical upgrades? No, not really. Not in the grand scheme. I mean, look, it's a beautiful game, even on um, mm. even on PS4. It just holds the frame rate better, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, even on my janky machine, if you set it on high, not ultra settings, high, and then turn it to adaptive frame rate or um, uh, frame rate scaling priority. Um, so, you'll know about this dynamic uh, dynamic resolution on uh, PS4 allows you to say, I want to play this game, I want it locked at either 60 or I want it at 4K. Yeah, One yeah. or the other. Yeah. Right. Um, Monster <coughs> Hunter World on PC has that option, just like the PS4 Pro version. Right. I just set the game to, uh, to high mode, which it did by default, and then rather than saying... Um, uh, dynamic resolution or... Uh, yeah, dynamic... Dynamic scaling for, and then it was either graphical quality or frame rate, and I said, go frame rate. Yeah. And it sits at near 60 all of the time. Yeah, because there's some pro games that says, like, (coughs) sorry, favour performance or favour resolution, you kind of... Yeah. It looks weird, because you'll start to see, like, things going higher and lower quality. Mm. Uh, you will literally just see it happening as you're sat there on a... Yeah, it's almost like pop-ups. Yeah, well, yeah. not even just popping, but, like, you'll see, like, one minute is sharp, then it goes blow, then it goes sharp, and it's almost got mm. a shimmery effect when it does it. If you're just stood there, still, you'll see it happening as things animate. <laughs> um, but, not bad. There's things that they changed in Monster Hunter still annoy the fuck out of me. Um, it's still pretty fun. It is still pretty fun, but to me, it's still not Monster Hunter in the no. grand scheme. Um, the trouble with Monster Hunter on PC, it has a competitor that's free to play called Dauntless. Um, oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I think that might have come by. Uh, you know, Steam tries to guess what games you want to play. I don't think Dauntless is on Steam. I might be. Fe- I must sit elsewhere then. Mm. I see so many games in that list of Steam games. Things that you, it games, was, games that Steam thinks you want to play, but it's completely appropriate. I've got it, but I've not had a chance to play it yet. Yeah. Looks very, very Definitely nice. Definitely heard of it, though. Very much Monster Hunter World, but free to play. Um, and quicker paced, from what I understand. Mm. So, a lot of people who find they don't like Monster Hunter World, can I throw out there, maybe try Dauntless? I think so. Yeah. Dauntless. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, the... The gameplay is exactly the same as the console version. I've got no real complaints there. Outside of what I said back on the PS4 version, hmm. it's more stable in in playing this time around than it was on PS4. But my God, Capcom, how you have managed to go this long and not manage to fix the fucking servers, I will never know. You try and matchmake at the start of a session? Nope. Nine times out of ten doesn't work. Sometimes you try and join a quest. Mm, nope. <laughs> okay, so you want to change to someone else's session. Nope. Very rarely have I managed to get into a session with my own mate. Mm. Um, or mm. even connect to a session at all. Uh, but 
Hopefully they iron these problems out over the next couple of weeks, but I reckon by the time they fix the problems, most people have just left it. Because Monster Hunter tends to, you know, once people get to that Raytheon quest, they're just going to say, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. with it. That's why I love Persona 5. They reset that game. <coughs> they, like a day one patch, it hasn't been patched once since they just released that game mm-hmm. completely, you know, on point without any issues. Mm-hmm. They just released it. Like it was an old, you know, PS1, PS2 era game. That's why I can't understand why they had this problem, though, because they delayed mm-hmm. the PC release of Monster Hunter World. Yeah. They fucking delayed it. And they still can't get the service to work. <laughs> it's like, how how could you... Well, when people say to me about load, it's like, but it was one of the best-selling games on PS4 and Xbox. They know how popular this game is. They were banking on it being popular. Mm. Are you saying to me that the second the game launched, the servers turned to fucking mush? Christ! But either way, um, it's all right. I'll, I'm still <laughs> playing it. I'm gonna try and beat the story mode. I've, I'm giving it ten more days, and then it's gone on the shelf because then an actual monster <laughs> the virtual hunter. shelf. Yeah, and then a monster hunter. Then an actual monster hunter <laughs> game is coming out, so I'll be playing the shit out of that. Cool. Um, so, nice. oh, and we've got a cart counter on the live stream. So every time you get knocked out by a monster, you get carted. Um, I think when we were doing it on PS4, I might have been carted less than ten times before I got to high rank. I'm now on high rank on the PC version. I've been carted three whole times. The game is easy <laughs> as fucking balls. <laughs> cool. So. Right, minimize stuff. <clears throat> it's only I've only played it briefly. My voice is going, but it's uh, Dead Cells on Switch. How could you be fucking losing your voice? I've been the one speaking. <laughs> I've been talking shit. Yeah, but I think Minimus doesn't come on very often. So oh, he's in practice. He just spends the whole two weeks or months. You stood there in front of the mirror going, Yeah, and this is going to be pretty and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, Dead Cells. I was, for this review, I was going to take what IGN had written and read that out. Oh, Philip Newton. Do you know the really crazy thing, actually? Mm. I, I, I know the guy, kind of. Oh, wow. I actually came across... I was actually looking for reviews of Dead Cells to see what people were saying about it. And I saw that Boomstick, Boomstick YouTube thing. thing, and he was saying, I think I didn't copy my review, what do I do? And I read, I just saw that because I was looking for reviews, and well, I couldn't believe that, and I thought something was going to happen here, and then there was still kick off. we to Philip... <laughs> Well, I've fucking ranted at Philip, and I watched a lot of Philip stuff. Yeah, um, years ago, like well, I was going to say years ago. He he really He's started when the, when uh, the Switch came out. He actually had a Switch dedicated channel. He hasn't posted anything on it since he got his job with IGN. But let's put this way: the second he announced, "Yeah, man, I got a job with IGN," it's like <laughs> eh, wrong. You're gone, mate. <laughs> Have you seen that apology video? That he no, did, because he, he didn't. He didn't put that on. Wrong. I don't even <clears throat> think he put that on his actual channel. Ah. Um, unless he's got a new channel now, but because uh, he said he didn't do anything wrong, didn't he? And that made it worse for him. I'll be honest with you. Couldn't <clears throat> give a fuck. No, um, no. I just sort of said, you know, that game's obviously had a little bit of that with it packed in, but mm. anyway, talk about the game. A lot of people hadn't heard so, about <clears throat> the game until this. Can I just guess? <laughs> Dead Cells about fixing issues with LCD monitors. Yes, it is. Yes, good, good. But no, <laughs> Dead Cells. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually, uh, it's actually a roguelike technically but it's more of a metroidvania really because the style is very castlevania mm-hmm. gore gothic car- it's basically you're basically in an ever-changing castle mm-hmm. and like is it one of those procedurally <coughs> generated 
Yes, every time you die, it does it change the, the layout, and you, you get a map like you do with um, Sympathy right. of the Night and Metroid and all that kind of yeah. thing. And it's all about how far you can get before you die and it rechanges. But what happens is, when you get to a boss, like the first boss, you get a permanent upgrade that lets you do something new. Mm-hmm. And I managed to get to the first boss, defeat defeat that one after a couple of attempts. And when you go through the game the first time, there's these like corpses on the ground, and you can just tickle them for some whatever reason. But once you get this upgrade, <laughs> yeah. they then turn into vines. So oh, right. you, you can then climb the, the vines. Yeah. And obviously that leads to new areas but it's very uh, satisfying combat mm. it feels really kind of visceral and really uh, chunky gore and everything going on you get a lot of uh, sort of weapon choices you can have a, like a bow and arrow and a sword or a sword and then a shield mm-hmm. you can kind of adapt so that like whips and, and yeah. stuff like that for yeah. traditional Castlevania style games you get, yeah like those games you also get two <clears throat> like uh additional weapons that um, have a cooldown time you look like a bomb or you get like a mobile little turret which yeah. is really handy if you have all these little things that help you get further and further and those you can upgrade mm-hmm. and then they become permanent which is why it's kind of roguelike but there's you know as you slowly progress through the game it does change because you know you get all these upgrades that make the game easier and easier yeah sure I believe there's nine worlds in it nine kind of styles and then within that obviously sort of various levels and it's structured kind of like you go for one pace get to a, the end of that and you may meet someone who will sell you like items like a potion and then a little bit that helps you regenerate you know regenerate all that potions mm-hmm. then you'll beat the boss and you try to get to another area that lets you return there and another boss and then it kind of just progresses like that with you getting upgrades that just last for that run sure and then permanent upgrades and uh, there's also special rooms that have loads and loads of goodies but you have to get to those rooms really really quickly right. I think that's from Spire Speedrun so you have to get there within like two minutes yeah and now I always get there and it says if you had been here five minutes twenty seconds earlier yeah, sure. you would have, and it has a little timer at the bottom to tell you how long you've been alive for mm. your character is like he looks kind of cool and he's just got like a fiery head like a fire for a head and I think the thing is every I think it's a punishment that every time you die you just start again and you certainly have to try and find your way through this castle which has been cursed and I think the, the issue is just to get to the end and defeat the, the big bad and then kind of undo it all I think, it, I think it's about you could end up playing about 60 hours of That's this game cool. I think for the first two hours Two and a half hours I've played it. It's probably might be my favourite Switch game so far. I was going to say, did you buy it on Switch? Yeah, it's very. I think I think it is only on this. No, it's on PS4 as well. This on uh, I know it's I on Switch and PC because <coughs> the PC version also has a Linux port. So I was yeah, to get it on, on but I, yeah, obviously for me, if I've got if there's something like that on the Switch, I'll get it on the yeah, Switch. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 was I know you're like, very. Much it was a, it was a, well. It's a toss up for me because actually <coughs> I, I bought mm-hmm. a game that I already own on PC on Switch today anyway. Yeah, because uh, Neko Power, the visual novel, right. comes out later on this month on Switch. Yeah, I already own it on uh, <laughs> PC, but I just bought it. So I was like, it's a little cheap. I was like, just to encourage more developments like this on okay, Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did look into Dead Cells. Although, the thing is, though, because it was an indie Metroidvania-style game, I was like, oh, 17 to 20 quid. I was like, that's a bit steep. Yeah. It is very, 
very good now. I managed to pre-order on Switch, and uh, if you pre-ordered at, at a certain time, you got it for 14 quid. Oh, did you? Yeah, plus like an extra 70p for previous games that I bought. Oh, there, sure, you know, that, I, that I, kind of, I didn't realise I had a, such a big discount. Yeah, so it cost me 13 something in the end with an extra yeah. discount, but it's, uh, it looks brilliant. Like It's really, really good art style to that game, and it's very fluid. It's you know the frame rate dips occasionally on Switch as you would kind of expect when every, yeah, like, sure. everything's going crazy. It's a very pretty game considering what it is. Yeah, for the for the uh, it's one of those small team small budget games, but it looks amazing. Combat is really really satisfying. You kind of feel I'm not a big roguelike fan, but with this one you actually do feel like you make progress. Normally it's just like oh you know rinse and repeat, but this one does. The further you get into the game, the more changes they make to it, and the, you know. You feel like you're actually making an impact in the world. Yeah, that's a very uh, highly recommended game. Maybe wait for a sale again if you want to get it a bit cheaper because it is a little bit pricey. But yeah, yeah, very very good game. Yeah, and yeah, go for it if you if you're that if you're into Metroidvania roguelike games. Highly highly recommended. Cool, awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I've been playing um, Stalker Shout Noble. Right. the original Stalker game but with a slight twist because so I played Stalker many years ago when it first came out which we said was 2007 mm-hmm. um, played it through <clears throat> and one of the things about Stalker was there were like literally fan mods of it it's one of those games that the modders have just grabbed hold of and just worked on so when Stalker George Hush and I had a bit of a torturous history to it it was announced I think initially 2001 and it was promising to be this amazing game. So it's set around Chernobyl, Chernobyl Reactor Zone, the first one of Sconters. And when they first announced it, it was going to be the whole Focon was going to be explorable, the whole area, every little mm-hmm. bit was going to be explorable. You're going to have drivable vehicles in it, you know, you, you know other stalkers have this AI system called A Life. And the stalkers like, would like sort of like, if a stalker saw you, they might like beckon you over and like. They'd have all these animations so that they like they like hold their gun out to show that they are friendly and so It looked incredible. All the demo videos mm-hmm. looked incredible. Is Pete Monty involved? <laughs> it could. Ever, it might as well have been. I think, it was, I think it was the Ukraine <laughs> version of him. Yeah. Unfortunately, by the time it actually as it got further along, it pills it, news started disappearing. I think at one point they that there, there was about two years between updates where they actually said something. Then two years later, and people actually thought it was vaporware. It was never going to come out. Mm. Then 2007 rolls around, also, and then, yet we've got a release date planned. I think it was originally planned release in 2003. Mm-hmm. So it rolls around. I swear I remember you talking about that, like before 2007. I remember you like, it was super psyched about it. Yeah, that. I was. It looked incredible what they were doing. They, they had videos of all wall <laughs> stuff working. And mm-hmm. um, we now know those videos obviously were very helpful, were very well staged. Mm. So it goes through 2007, and even when it's released 2007, it's quite clearly a, an Abe still in beta version. Mm. I mean, I got I bought the collector's edition because I was so psyched for because it looked amazing. Bought collector's edition, played it, and within 20 minutes, it's crashing on me. And it's literally, if you, oh yeah, if you're running Windows XP, it does crash all the time. Sorry about that. We'll get a patch later. And oh, eventually, patch, the days. Now the days. So they got patched, and if you, I don't think even ran. I, was Vista owned by 2007? Yeah. I don't think it even ran on Vista at all. I vaguely remember oh, hearing really? that. really? I vaguely remember, but 
there were so many issues with it. Well, yeah, I would have done because if you remember Vista, we got yes, uh, yeah. university keys. Yeah, I vaguely remember Vista. It, was, it didn't run at all. It was very prone to not nothing running ran on Vista. <laughs> yeah, nothing worth the bollocks shit, yeah. on Vista. So. <clears throat> This didn't was, even run. There, I mean, when you, when, you, yeah, when you got it, there were no drivable vehicles in it. Okay. The big fake on the was not explored, but it was split into sub-maps. Right. And, everything, and they, they literally towed it right down. I was going to say, because 30, 30 kilometres on machines of the day, my <laughs> God, the RAM requirements oh, yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. Now, what, what kind of RAM did we have back then? Cool. DDR2 2007, you know, DDR2, I'm trying to put my rig back there. My rig probably only had, like... Four gigs, I guess. I'd have to look for eBay and see what my rig was like back then. Yeah. If my order history, see what I always. I don't even back think then. I had four gigs until about two thousand eight. Yeah, it's about probably about that. And it depends. When I bought my, when I bought my last upgrade PC. No, actually, I wouldn't have been that high because I, I bought think I was my. I bought my. I bought a machine in two thousand and nine. So I've still been using an old machine. So I tend to keep machines about five, six years before yeah. I build a new one. Yeah. So I've been using a machine I've been using at college. Yeah. Cool. Back. So it was clearly not finished. Mm. They did patch it and so forth, and they did, they made it runnable. It would run, but it still wasn't great. However, what saved it? Atmosphere is amazing in this game. It is proper got a creepy atmosphere. I can't describe it. Even now, playing it now... I still get the chills down my spine walking around the old environments. Um, I remember being at college, actually, I was at university time doing my college degree, and I remember getting locked out of my house. I'd walked down to one of this, or I was trying to find something. I walked down to one of the nearby <laughs> empty farms, it was completely empty. You started freaking the fuck It did. Out. I think, God, we're getting hit by a bloodsucker any second now. <laughs> I it was. Yeah, honestly, God, that, that's that's, it had that atmosphere in it. It, was, it still was good to play, it was very buggy. But everybody still liked it because the fans got involved in. People loved it so much. Then someone released a patch for an updated patch for last year. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so, but there was one. There were, there were a couple of mods. Now what I've done this to was so when I first played, I played through vanilla. Apart from their own patches that fix a lot of problems. I always point out it supported ultra wide right from the offset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bethesda Stalker, two thousand and seven. Obvious beta supported what ultra ride. Just saying, <laughs> um, <laughs> Rod, you did the fact that you're expecting Bethesda to release a game that actually works a full stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I've done this time is they, there's several there's several big mods for it. There are some mods that you add everything back into it. All stuff that they remove, they put back in. Mm. So they add in missing maps, they add in the vehicles and so forth. Mm-hmm. But those mods are known as being incredibly broken because there's a reason why they took out the driver's yeah. vehicles. Yeah. Um, they fix it. There are some mods that are like, okay, we're not going to go mad, we're just going to try and fix the bugs yeah. and we're going to just tweak a bit. So there's a couple big ones. I'm playing one called the Complete Mod, which was the last same version released in 2009. The most recent release that, but that is the one that pretty much patched all the major bugs. Because there were some horrific bugs in this. There's one like um, you go in a building and there's a there's a chat there. And you go, Stalker, come here. I've got something to talk to you about. Because all in Russian accents. Stalker, come here. I've got something to talk to you about. Stalker, come here. I've got something to talk to you about. Stalker, come here. I've got something to talk to you about. Stalker, come here. It, and it never stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you walked away. You were on the other side of the thirty k yeah. map, and you could still hear him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hello, Jet. 
Um, so yeah, if they add all this stuff into it, they add all this um, store, all this, they fix a lot of those main bugs. Yeah. Um, they've tweaked a lot of the graphics as well, so the graphics look even prettier. I mean, it wasn't, it was a really good looking game for the time even then, even though it was seven years late, some of the things they could do were really good Far looking. Far Cry come out, that was before. Oh, Far Cry 2000, oh. it was before, no, it was quite early on because I was playing Crisis when I was at call it my doing my um, degree I was playing Stalk at the same time it was but it's nowhere near as pretty as Crisis because Crisis was amazingly pretty mm. but it was definitely I mean it's definitely I would say it's got that sort of um, the, I would say it's like think Rogue Spear level graphic you know everything's yeah. all quite boxy but somehow it's got a really the environment's really atmospheric it, mm. it's not it has a charm to it yeah it's pretty in a way that it's not great graphics but it's atmospheric to it Mm-hmm. And it's really lovely to play and so forth. Um, so, the basic idea of Stalker is um, it's set around Chernobyl, and in 2006, there was now when the game was announced, this is in the future, obviously, 2006. Yeah. But I got released, in the past. <laughs> That's when Capcom 2000... did it right when they said, Yeah, it's, uh, the, mm-hmm. this game takes place in 20XX. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not so, time. So, yeah, in, yeah, so obviously, the Chernobyl had a solution <laughs> put around up and the reactor went up. Then in 2006, there's a second incident. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, all of a sudden, there's all these, it creates all these mutant creatures stuff things. So if all the animals become mutated, there's these things called anomalies, which are like these sort of areas where physics basically no longer apply. And they are like sort of ranged from annoying to lethal. So they'll be like an anomaly where if you walk into it, it basically just picks you up and compresses you to the size of a small tin can. <laughs> and obviously kills you. That kills you. That's a minor annoyance. Yeah, you know, there's ones that sort of incinerate you, and there's ones that sort of like dissolve you. you so where are the minor annoyances then? Where, where are uh, the little ones? There are ones that sort of like electrocute you. Yeah, but even oh, electro- like that's yeah, oh, being electrocution. It does take half your health off. This is a tough. Mm. Like this is a this is a. Tell you out there that electrocution is fatal. Yeah, there's never a time when you will be electrocuted and live. You get electric shock. <laughs> this is a fence. No, it's electric, <laughs> electric shock. Fence. Yeah, still a shock. Oh, okay, right. Electrocution is death. Right, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get electric <laughs> shocks on these things. There's a thing that's actually called the shocker. Yeah. But I mean, so, that, so there's not one that you just step into and you piss your pants every no. single time. Oh, no, no, no. That one just, would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of them are like hard to see. Some of them you can only see by disturbances and like, the leaves on the ground. Right. Um, you have got an only detector, which I think the very original, ver- the original design document you weren't going to have straight away. You just had to rely on looking at the train, reading the train, to work out what the anomalies were. Um, and also you've got things like radiation, because it's set in Chernobyl. There's lots of areas with high radiation, which if you go near, you'll get poisoned. But you can drink vodka to get rid of it, so it's fine. There you go, mate. Vodka's the known cure for all radiation poisoning. That's a shame, because I drink vodka. Yeah. These anomalies also created what they call artefacts, and they're basically like strange things that have some weird properties. So, for example, you might pick an artifact. Yeah, sure, I love blood suckers. Um, you pick up an artifact, and it might, like, say, cause your blood sore. It makes your blood clot quicker, so it means you don't bleed so easily. Mm-hmm. So, if you get like a wound, you won't. You'll suffer less blood loss from it. Sure. At the same time, it also radiates you. Uh, Swings around about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more vodka. Three more vodka. <laughs> mm. Obviously, it's become highly valued. And highly prized, and because they're worth a lot of money to people, so groups of people decide to start exploring the zone, and these people are called stalkers. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> and you're, you start the game off. You are it's a weird start because you are basically you're rescuing from the core death truck. 
these trucks that come from sort of no one knows where they come from. They just come out and they drive very soft, and they often they find damaged and broken ones. Southern but France. But you're all covered from these death trucks, and you have a mark on your arm which says stalker. And you're the only person, and they found people before with this mark, but they've always been dead. You're the first person that they found this mark, which means you're alive. And they bring you in, and they find you've got a PDA on you, and the PDA simply says, kill Strelock. Personal digital assistant, for anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's, a, very, that's a very good point, actually, because yeah, everybody, everybody carries PDAs. Mm. This is one of the things about the game, is that uh, it's, it's, it's designed to be very sort of game which is very much sort of you know how Far Cry 2 was like very everything was in the game so your map was in the game mm. there's nothing out of the world as it were so when you look to the map you actually the game was still running around you you could get attacked yeah. and killed and so forth this is like that so you bring your PDA up for mm. example and the PDA works like scan everybody nearby you so everybody in your, your area so when you like sort of approach an area you can look at your PDA and you can see who's nearby mm. um, obviously it doesn't work on moose it only works on humans but you can see all like the you, can, you get all the contacts and everybody has a name. Every person's got a name, affiliation, so forth. So if you, whenever you randomly gun someone down, you can you can look up they they've got a name title and they are an actual person. Oh shit! He's got two kids. Pop pop pop. Make sure yeah. he's still dead. Well, they're bandits. It's fine. <laughs> and you have a reputation as well. So initially, everybody's sort of are neutral to you. Um, so the factions you've got. So you've got just what they call loners, which is like a which is a default faction, which basically means. You're not feeling over anybody. You're just out for yourself. Well, you're a freelancer. Um, you've got a faction called Duty, and mm-hmm. Duty are think that they are stalkers, but they think the zone is a bad thing. They want to try and control it. So they sort of spend a lot of time sort of trying to secure the zone, keep it under lock and key, and front no sure stuff stop stuff getting out of it. Basically, keep it under until they think it's dangerous to the world. Freedom, who are the exact opposite, they think everybody should be able to exit the zone. So obviously, them and Duty don't get on mm-hmm. very well. And there's the military. So the military guard the outer zone. And officially, they don't like people going into the zone because they don't want people doing it. Well, they're not doing a very good bloody job, are they? Well, officially they don't. And the, and they will shoot you on sight, but they also send their own teams in. So they have their own place in the zone and so forth. And they also guard the cordon where you start. There's actually a military outpost, which you can go and attack and fight, but you are going to be heavily outnumbered at the start of the game. Um, and they will base, but they base, but they'll see that people there's like theirs who you can like slip money to and obviously they, that's, they get money in and out of the world and they slip artifacts out through the military and so forth you've got your bandits who are the generic bad guy bad guy humans you're going to encounter mm. there's some mercenaries in there there's some other factions as well who you come across later on in the game who I won't spoil too much just a thought you said they all start neutral. You do know that the second I fire up that game, everyone, regardless, will instantly come up hostile. <laughs> yes, they will. Yeah. See if you start shooting. Well, that's interesting. It's got some. Cause it's got this. Hey, look, it's the local pacifist. Oh shit! He's running at me with a knife. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> so the game, the AI has tried this AI life simulation system. Um, so the idea behind that is it's trying to simulate an almost a, a living, breathing world before it all became a big thing. So mm. the monsters you encounter, they'll have territories. They will hunt for food, and you'll come across. You'll come across like sort of like like mutant dogs, for example. They'll they come across like a dead human. They'll grab it and they'll drag it off and they'll start eating it and so forth. They'll hunt. Um, they have territory you can like dog packs if you take up the alpha lead at the alpha of the pack the rest will back off you and leave you alone 
Um, the other stalkers as well. The stalkers are quite clever. The AI strings between being an early sort of two thousands game. The AI are being incredibly clever and incredibly dumb, but they will try and outflank you. They will do suppressing fire and try and keep you where you are so they can then move around and take you out. Mm-hmm. So they are quite clever. I mean, and some things like when you approach them, if you've got your gun out. Um, they will basically refuse to talk to you. They'll like say they'll hold their gun to you. And say you ain't coming anywhere near me unless you put your gun mm. down. You have to holster your weapon and so forth before they let you talk to you. So little things like that. Mm. Did you hear about aliens cloning marines? The AI in that no recent news story. Yeah, the reason that was so bad was because of a spelling mistake. Instead of the word Teva, they put in the word Teva, and someone only recently on YouTube discovered that they misspelled one of the words. What a variable though. Yeah, and the, and, and the it's still a bad game, but the AI is a lot lot better I've, than it was. Yeah, I find it hard because mm. surely the mm-hmm. compiler would have said, "Hang on, Sam, this is a scene, right?" Well, you'd have thought so, but that game was such a mess from start yeah. to finish. So I suppose things got missed on that one. Compiler, five thousand hours. Ah, shit, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, modern, come on, man, modern game development. Oh, <laughs> Just keep on the idea how smart the original AI. They had to tone the AI down a bit to give an idea how smart the original AI was. A regional AI would finish the game for you. <laughs> so basically, other stalkers would be trying to do the same thing you're trying to do, and sometimes you'd be playing, they had issues with playtests of playing the game, and all of a sudden the game would end because the AI had completed the final objective. <laughs> Good that's job. Funny. That's so, exactly how I'd want it to be. I would yeah. live stream that just to say, right, I'm just going to chill out here for a bit. Someone grab me a bottle of vodka. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, look, game's done. Yeah. Good game. Um, Games completed on stream. Yeah. <laughs> when they describe it as a survival shooter, and it has got elements to it, so combat is deadly unless you're equipped for it. Um, there are always people complain that this complete mod makes the combat easier because it tweaks the AI. Now, I've played it. I mean, when I played it a lot of time ago, I always I, I found it quite hard. I don't find it as hard, but I don't know if that's because I've played it before. Mm. I sort of know what I'm doing, or whether. Um, they have actually treated the AI. I know they've said apparently, oh, danger of cables. I know apparently they've said they've, um, you're making noise on the audio recorder, Charles. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the case they've treated in, they've apparently produced the range that the AI can see people and so forth, which has made it a bit easier in some regards. But I've not noticed a major difference. You know, it's still challenging to sneak around and you have to be careful in sneaking up. Um, so the zone itself is designed to be a very dangerous place. Apart from the, you've got knowledge you can run and run into. There's lots of mutants out there, the, the nasty ones. So you've got things like your mutant dogs, so they're quite harmless, really, in the grand scheme of things. But there are monsters that you meet later on, like the full-measure bloodsucker. It's a creature that likes to hide around. It can turn itself visible. likes to hunt outside at night. And it'll come basically come up and attack, sneak up, attack you. Then once it attacks you, it then backs off, goes this way, and does this sort of gorilla tactics on you. Yeah. And facing one is a nightmare. They are they are tough. What you're saying is then it's an asshole. Yes, he is an asshole. <laughs> but he's, he's just a creature on five. Uh, there's this, some there's some monsters that are psychic. So um, there's these things called controllers, and they basically try and sort of control you. They basically attack you psychically, mm-hmm. and so to feel one that I mean, the first time you encounter one of them is bloody terrifying because whilst the atmosphere is amazing, you, you go down these underground bases, for example, and it's dark and it's dingy, and you're walking around, and all of a sudden there's a bit early on where you're just walking around, you're walking, you're about to leave, and all of a sudden you just hear this roar, and if you look back, you'll see this creature at the end of a corridor. And next thing you know, it sort of attacks your in your mind, and it's like you're 
you can feel your, your you almost get like your screen like crashes and zooms right towards it in the face and sort of pulls you into your attacks you go straight into your brain and mm-hmm. mind that's not script that's an actual attack it does mm-hmm. so you have to sort of like very cleverly sort of and fighting that's quite thin and that's high pitch wine as it goes to it it's terrifying the game I mean I'm playing it and even after all these years I don't like going down into the dark places <laughs> I think so I really don't want to be here I want to be up top I want to get as over as does crucial I'm actually now getting saved for like the next mission I've got to go on I know I've got some nasty things on my face I don't know if I really want to do it Mm-hmm. I'm actually that's, that's just that's ingrained in mind it's that you have to play it to get the idea of the amps it's amazing um, so you basically the idea is basically you, your goal is to get towards the centre of the zone and find out what's gone on and eventually you get all the way to the Chernobyl nuclear reactor itself and so forth um, I said the complete model really has made it a lot nicer it's done some big changes so you've got a sleeping bag now so when the old stock when night came you basically want You'd be stupid to go out at night unless you have no other re- unless you've got no other reason to. It's dangerous to go out at night, and it gets quite dark. You can't really see. There's lots of enemies out there who can easily take you on and beat you. But there's bit, there always be bits where you have not a lot of choice. You know, perhaps the area swarm of enemies. You have just got to move on and risk it. But you want to see somewhere. You'll find like campsites and so forth. Where other stalkers will be around. They'll play guitars and <laughs> chatting with each other. And all the, all the incidental dialogue is in Russian. Oh, because um, no, it's only the main character dialogue speaks English. Everything else is in Russian, which adds to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll soon learn that Suka means bitch. Mm-hmm. And you'll think because you, can, you are, eh? Yeah, you think you say, <laughs> oh, yeah, you think you come across things like, oh, I mean, it's got some nasty deals, <clears> like, for example, Casey, you'll attack us if you shoot a stalker, you won't actually kill him, but they'll wind them enough. And you'll come across, and they'll just be laying on the ground, they'll be swearing and groggling and so forth, and you can either just leave them to the zone someone will take them or you can stab them and steal their stuff <laughs> uh, all rate restrictions is incredibly, incredibly short you won't realistically be carrying more than three guns at max carrying more than that you're going to be struggling to weight because everything has weight your ammunition has weight the health packs have weight everything has weight there's no free even the seat bag the mod adds in has weight nothing's free in this game mm-hmm. carrying it so you've got to have to be sensible of what you're doing what you're carrying and so forth and you will find yourself actually very early on compared mm-hmm. to any other sort of survival game I've played because there's no fast travel in it none of that good very good you'll, you'll say right okay I'm, you, rain, you raid people you know when you're in Skyrim and the Fallout you go to people go take all take all take all fast travel sell it all to the next merchant fast travel back take all take all take back and forth to get some money you won't do that in this game because you have to slog it back and forth by on foot and that's dangerous mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd like that it's, I understand why it, it the positives to it it but. makes you think <clears throat> about what you're doing yeah. you can't just you actually have to behave like you're trying to survive yeah. you have to think about it. you have food issues in it's where you, you, you get hungry you have to eat food because you know, mm. you're going to get hungry in the zone you don't want to eat um, so one thing they added was a sleeping bag so rather than have to sit out by around a fire for like probably half an hour in game you can just put a sleeping bag down and you can sleep yeah. that's one of the things they added to it which to be fair doesn't you would do that in real life. You know, mm. if you're the safest place, you would sleep. You can be attacked while you're asleep. So you've got to make sure where you pick, you're going to be... Again, in the original Stalker, they said you'd have to, like, sort of barricade yourself into buildings and so forth. That never happened. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds yeah. a lot like Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Go it, 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 it was, attack, you the have to be in a safe place. Yeah, the, they just, have to eat. 
the way mm. it was described actually right, you was going to be incredible you had to like sort of you know you had to, some monsters could like break through certain barricades so you could just mm. you'd be careful where you barricaded yourself it was it was going to be an, it was going to be an incredible game but they obviously had ambitions yeah. up there but reality was in low down don't you think it would be neat if they had a remastered version of the Stalker series where it actually had all of the shit in it like imagine mm. the Monster Hunter world of the Stalker series well a couple of things say to that one Stalker Call of Pripyat Mm. Which is the last sort of major games they did pretty much fixed most of the bugs and they pretty much reintroduced most things they removed because mm. again there's going to be a faction war system as well in the original Stalker where the factions duty and freedom will be fighting over areas territory and they should dynamically move between them that mm. got removed but in Corporate it's semi there it's mainly in um, it's mainly in um, Stalker Clear Sky it's a big part Corporate it's semi there but it's not a big thing because mm. they realised it actually wasn't that fun Hmm. So they left out. They did also reintroduce what they call the blowouts. So the idea was in Stalker that every day the Chernobyl reactor or wherever, wherever was there would cause this massive psychic blowout, and if you're outside, you're dead instantly. No cross rate, you're just killed. You cannot hmm. survive, couldn't survive it. That's a bummer. In Stalker Chernobyl, they're scripted. There's about three, I think, in the whole game, and they're scripted that when they'll happen. In Quad hmm. Pripyat, it's daily. They're going to have a round in the day, and it is that moment when all of a sudden, corporate which I've talked about on the podcast before, you'll get a radio saying there's a, there's a blow incoming, take cover, and everybody just, and it, it affects everybody, all the other stalkers as well, just start legging it towards the nearest cover they can get into to save themselves. I mean, that's a situation, corporate prep, just briefly onto that, um, where I was attacking a base for the mercenaries, suddenly a blowout was going to occur. And it was like we had this mini truce because all the mercenaries just ran into the base, and I ran and hid it somewhere in a pipe somewhere. And so I was like, "This mini truce for the figments where the blowout occurred." Then once it gone, we all came back out and started shooting each other. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's it is a really good game. It, it is, I suppose, a little bit dated, but you can't beat the atmosphere of it. And it's a it's a game which is unforgiving. I mean, again, I, I can't remember if the original had generating health. But in, oh, in the complete, it does have regenerate health, but it's very, very, very slow. I mean, it's you are. It's not like you stand there. And it's like you pause something, and also you have goes full. It's like yeah. you're going to stand there for like twenty minutes to like regain a quarter of your health bar. It doesn't really have a big effect on the game. Sure, truce, which is quite nice. Mm. Um, so yeah, I do recommend it quite highly. It's a, it's a great game. And the other thing I was going to say is they've. Um, the company who made it which you have now bought stalker2.com oh. now I'll be interested to see what they come up with and I hope they are smart enough to stick with the formula but just make it good make it better yeah because obviously a lot of stalker devs went into to make Metro 2033 oh, right. I was going to ask if it's similar to yeah. that Metro 2033 a lot of the devs who went to store went and it's, cause it's, their base, and it's got a similar atmosphere yeah I was going to say it mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can tell when you play on Trey Fee. A lot of people see much Trey Fee like the the sequel. The fucking stealth segments in twenty thirty three can fuck right off. I've got them on my PS4, but I haven't played they, it yet. Um, that, you know the remaster, the Redux. Yeah, oh, yeah, thing. easy mode. Easy they they <laughs> did. Yeah. Well, they did fix mm. the because the stealthy say was. Horribly unforgiving. Uh, the unforgiving border on the fact that it's almost realistically unfair. Mm. What I mean is that it's you say you literally are walking down a source cold or you're dark and 
you create a small bit of noise and they instantly know it's not a random bat, it's going to be some guy over there who starts shooting at you. Mm. That sort of breaks the immersion a little bit to me. Not only do they know it's some random guy and they start shooting at you, everyone within about, oh, I don't know, 700 miles <laughs> happens to know it's a random guy. Yeah. They know exactly where that random yeah. guy is <laughs> and they all flood to you. But the same thing, the similar idea of like having your watch shows your, your gas masks and your stealth and so for that idea mm-hmm. of having all in-game, it's very stalkerous. You can tell that it's a lot of evidence carried over. Um, and actually, I think the point, it'd be interesting to see actually what Metro, um, oh, Exodus is going to be like. Mm, sure. And see how, because like, that's going to be almost like the open world version of Starcraft, it's going to be like the sequel. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to Starcraft 2, that's not due out until 2021, which means it'll come out like 2027. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, will we still yeah. be podcasting by the time the next Starcraft game comes uh, out? I think we'll all be long dead by the time next Starcraft game comes out. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be sat there in the retirement <laughs> home. Oh, Mr. Jackson, Mr. Jackson, <laughs> that game you like, they know anything you want. Have they, Sonny? What's your stalker to? Oh, I remember that for well, 80, first year, off, 80 Sunny, years ago. You won't be having no noise. Sonny, Mr. Jackson, <laughs> not in a care home, Mr. Jackson. It'll be a young lassie, and young lassie will be like, fuck off. Yeah, but I'm trying to be mentally defunct, you see, at that point. I'll just call nice. everybody Sonny. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to pretend I'm mentally defunct anyway, but I'm still on my laptop. <laughs> sat there, hanging <laughs> there, wife. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mr. Jackson, have you, have, you, have, you, have you been downloading Pornhub again? No. <laughs> downloading Pornhub. That's reality. The entire Pornhub. site. He just yeah. like, no, it's like, not have you been downloading porn, he's been downloading the entire site. You're ready to write yeah. into the brain. Just gonna walk, yeah, you should walk in. Most people. Most of people's room, they'll walk into there, there'll be like sort of like sort of cat ornaments there and like pictures of the family. It might not be about three or four dead PCs, one main rig, lots of screens, and being yeah, a, a VR headset. You'll be like in my, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like in my garage where I've got the, the fucking two huge storage arrays. You'll just have an entire wall of arrays. Yeah. You know how like in, in, in like real cams now they have like on a, like on Thursday, they all go to like the central room, they play like a Beatle drive or like mm. games. But, the cams of our future, you're going to go, there's going to be rigs and rigs of like PS4s lined up, isn't there, and so mm-hmm. forth, and signed. That's what, they're going to be awesome. Experience this, mm. you shithead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Look at this antique. Yeah. <laughs> so I've stopped gushing about Stalker, I'm sorry, I do gush about that game. Um, so, we can move on to film food and something unique, because mm. a film that we've all seen. <laughs> yeah. With various degrees of knowledge of the source material. Yes. Hmm. So we've all watched uh, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just give us by Ernie Klein. Yeah, to give us some context. Scars has read the book and it's in the film. Mm-hmm. I know bits and pieces from the book from discussing with Stu and some background to it. I've also read some bits on the Wikipedia about the plot of the book and so forth. Um, and I've seen the film. Middlemeister has just seen the film. Yes, but I have seen the front cover of the book. So you've seen the front cover? Good. Uh, okay. Is that the one that's based on the film? <laughs> it's a previous one. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the narrow motion picture cover. Yeah, a picture on the stack. Yeah. So, ready yeah. player one, who wants to kick off? Uh, I really I really enjoyed it. I knew when I'd finished watching it, I thought to me, I did generally think to myself, I'm, I really loved that, but I'm quite glad I didn't read the book. Because there's so often that you do that and you think, you know, like, I like quite a few of the Harry Potter movies, but there's always that bit where you say, well, that wasn't in there. Why have they added that in? 
that character didn't, yeah. didn't do that the other guy did that and then there's all that kind of stuff so I was glad I hadn't read the book oh we, we're trying to keep this as spoiler light as possible yeah yeah, yeah we'll keep it as, <clears throat> as, as reasonable as possible um, I'll try I'll try <laughs> Um, so we'll say this is a yellow warning for spoilers we're going to try yeah. and be spoiler light but some stuff may slip through inadvertently yeah I mean I think we get the, the general idea is from the film mm. summary is there's this big virtual MMO type game second life in VR form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are obsessed with it they all the world is in ruins. The world is in ruins. Although in the beginning part of the film, they usually show parts where they don't look that in ruins. To be honest, there's like there's a bit where they show a bit of someone just saying what looks like a normal office and it looks like quite a futuristic and posh city and so forth. So it's mm-hmm. more than... it's a case of certain parts are really a bit like Deus Ex, like some parts are really the, the gap between poor and rich is really big now. Mm. I think it's almost like they just gave up on the world. They stopped trying yeah, to fix yeah, it they, and they, things they like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. There's a big VR game, and people play it, and the guy who created it died, and he left an Easter egg. Yes. Mm-hmm. And basically, he said, if you find this Easter egg, then you own the company. And to yeah. do is you need to find three keys. I don't know if that's in the book or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you find three keys, and that's how you have access to the company. Yeah. And uh, these people... Um, Gun- gunters? Yes. Gunters. Egg hunters. Egg hunters, gunters, Gunning. who are definitely trying to find the answer. Um, and uh, you, this guy who's 80s, 80s obsessed and all yes. sorts, and basically, of course, all trying to trawl for his memories. But that, that's so, that's not how they put it in the film, but yeah, no. that's, that's how it that's, In the book, he is. Yeah, in, in the book, he is horribly obsessed with the 1980s because that's when all the good stuff in life basically happened for him he's somewhat he's obsessed in the film isn't he like he loves the films of John Hughes and sort of things like that but it's not it's more implied and directly yes. you know in your face yeah. kind of thing yeah so <laughs> and you, you follow this guy called Wade Watts Wade Watts yes, yes. Um, and basically he is a gunter yes. but I don't think he's not, is he in there in the book or is he not in the book what is he a gunter in the book, or is he yes, not? Yes, it has to be, really, otherwise there'd be no drive to it. No, I vaguely, <clears throat> I vaguely read something that he wasn't that obsessed with it in the book. No, he's horribly obsessed with it, <laughs> but he's he's incapable of doing anything because he's so poor. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you've read the book, so you can explain more the sort of society of poor and bad. So, um, the the trick is the... the what was it they said they had in the film? Like, oh, yeah, we had the corn syrup droughts. Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah, and the this other thing, falls. and it's like, what are you talking about, you <laughs> insufferable little tosspot? Oh, <laughs> I did like the bandwidth wars bit that they talked about. Sure, I it's mean, it, it's word, cutesy, but... it's mm. cutesy, but basically, um, we ran out of oil. Mm. Uh, we don't have any real way of sustaining our population. We fight each other over resources. We've been nuking each other for God knows how long. Mm. Um, so, like, and then, like they say at the very start of the book, that literally a major city one day might just go up in a mushroom cloud, just because. Um, and people, there are no jobs. There's more people than there are jobs mm. in in the real world. There's there's nothing left. We have let it fall to ruin. James Halliday. Um, creates the Oasis, a virtual world in which now the entire human race lives. 
we work in the Oasis, we play in the Oasis, the Oasis has a credit in it, like a currency, which is worth more than any other currency on the planet, so everything is done in the Oasis. Yeah. You have no reason to go anywhere else, really, it has become the world's prison. I will say that is something that I still can't quite... That's a weak point of the film, is the idea of the economy, how credits translate from real world to the Oasis and back and forth. Because mm. a bit early on, where one guy says he spent, he spent obviously, real money to buy stuff for use in the Oasis. He sends a housing money or something. No, because the, the, you can buy housing in the real world with Oasis credits. Right, because that's what I was trying to think. Because I'm not quite sure if this economy actually could work. So the idea is, kind of like when you go to World of Warcraft, if you want to buy like a thousand gold, it's one dollar. Yeah. In the Oasis, I mean, everything is wired up to the Oasis, and they show it right at the start of the film. If you want a pizza, you don't call up a pizzeria, or go to a pizzeria... You go to a virtual pizzeria in the Oasis, you pay with Oasis credit, and then your pizza gets delivered. Yeah. Uh, someone will come to the door, it will get dropped in by drone, or, or whatever like that. You do literally everything in the Oasis. If you are not in the o if you're not doing yeah. something in the Oasis, you are either incredibly fucking lucky, or too goddamn poor. Yeah. Um, now, the Oasis, someone's going to say, but how, how is all this a thing? The Oasis is literally free to access. You don't have to even pay for the yeah. initial hardware. They will just give you hardware. Free to play. Yeah, basically, the, the entire thing. So, like, imagine, imagine the HTC Vive is given to you, yeah. and you, you, you go. It's it's free. You don't pay for anything. I think they said like it's one dollar to get an account in the book to 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 go into the and Oasis. worth nothing. Basically, well, th this is back before uh, the world fell to bits yeah. because the Oasis had been gone for fucking years. Um, the, the fact that the Oasis existed probably didn't help the, the problems the planet was having. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. um, because we found that we were having more fun in the Oasis. Anyways, I've kind of I've started to rail on what, what you were talking about, but yeah, you know, so, trying to explain. Yeah, how yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're more for the book, so um, Yes, basically, you follow these guys and him and his crew. Yes. Um, three people. You've got a guy called H. Yeah. Um, yeah. He meets this girl, oh, what's she called? Avatar? No. no. Um, H, Artemis. 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 Um, Daito and Shou. Shou. Shou, but it's not his name. <laughs> his name is Shoto. He does say Shoto at one point, doesn't but he? But they call it that because well, no, they call him Show all the time mm. in the film. But the only time he's referred to as Show in uh, the book is when he's uh, teamed up with Daito. They are called Daisho. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and basically it's him and his crew, and they're all trying to get his gun. It's it's all. I think we can sort of say what the st how the film sort of kicks off. And they're all well, trying to. In, in the book, so you said about like how is how is he a gunner? Uh, Wade is basically so fucking poor that when you first create an account in the Oasis, you go to I believe it's in Scipio, which is the like hub world. You know that's where shops are, your libraries, like just pretty much everything you'd want to access is right there and in Scipio. A lot of people never leave in Scipio to go and explore the Oasis. They just stay there. Because you can go shopping there, 
you know, you can like listen to music and stuff like that, go to libraries, it's all there. Um, so that's where Wade has spent majority of his time. He hasn't changed his avatar any because he can't afford to. Uh, there's really nothing to like, kill or anything to make Oasis credit there unless you go out and get a job. And even jobs in the Oasis are quite tricky to get hold of. Um, he ends up leaving mainstream school to attend school in the Oasis. Travel in the Oasis costs money. Right? That's how the Oasis... That's how uh, the Oasis stays in business. Travel expenses. You right. have to pay for fuel for your imaginary car. Oh, you have yeah. to pay teleportation <laughs> fees. Things like that. So you can earn money by killing mobs, doing quests, things like that. But um, you have to pay to travel. Wade has no money. So whilst he's an obsessive gunter, he has no money to actually partake in any of the events. He can't yeah. do it. He can't afford it. When he joins a school in the Oasis, they give him a teleportation voucher that sends him to the school district's Lutus. It's just a, a planet of schools. He can't afford to leave Lutus. He has no way. He can't afford teleportation to get off the planet. He has no uh, vehicles to get off the planet because he couldn't afford to run them even if he wanted to. Uh, he can't even afford to buy in his Avatar clothes. His Avatar just basically has the generic shit he started with. That's it. He is piss poor. Not so much in the film. It's hinted at because he doesn't have any fuel in his DeLorean, but that's, all, that's about as far as it gets. Yeah, but the whole bit about him being stuck on a school planet, which I could mm. see why he'd move. I could see why he'd move from the film. There'd be pacing issues, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I could see it's deleted, isn't it? I could see why he would do that. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, how get, just curiosity, just a slight side by how does he get off the planet in the book he's got no money? Does someone give him money or. So, here's the wonderful trick. So, you said they have to find the, the keys to, uh, to unlock the gates. Mm. The first dungeon. The first major event happens on Lutus. Yeah. It's hidden on Lutus. And it's it's hinted that Halliday, James Halliday, creator of the Oasis, had planned for a poor student mm. to find the key. Because the first di- there's no that it's a no PvP zone for a start. There is nothing to kill on Lewis. Nothing. There is no way to earn credits on Lewis. Uh, there are no quests. There is literally nothing. You log in, you go to school, that's it. Halliday hid a dungeon on Lewis. It's loaded with cash. It's got some beastly bosses on it and tons of fucking treasure. It was almost like it was set up for way to find. Yeah. So, like, so anyone could actually do it if they found the dungeon. I think one of the things I found most <clears throat> unbelievable early on in the film, and it's... The solution to the first task, mm. and they've been doing it for years and years, and no one had figured out what to do, mm-hmm. how to fix it. I know what PC gamers are like. Mm-hmm. I know what games are dressed like. Bullshit. Somebody would have tried that the very first time they did that game. Mm-hmm. Someone would have tried that. <laughs> they would have done. Because somebody's going to be, oh, I'm going to do this because it's going to be funny. Yeah. Someone would have done that. Mm. That was my that was my sort of first. That's we can pretty much spoil the initial. It's a race in in yeah. the, the first. Or oh, Porsche just mentioned IRI before you. Oh, okay, sure. It. There's there's a competing company to Gregarious Simulation Systems, which is uh, James Halliday's company. They're the biggest company, and then IRI second biggest. IOI is an internet service provider. 
Um, ah, that's what they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an internet service provider competing with gregarious simulation systems. They provide people access to the Oasis. Um, so, yeah, they are the big bad. They are trying to take control of the Oasis. I'm afraid by the attic, basically. Um, well, the idea is that, um, as you say, anyone that finds the egg gets the Oasis. If they hint at it in the film... Um, IOI is basically trying to find a way to monetize the Everlanding shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all fine and well that they're earning a lot of money by selling, uh, you know, internet services and things like that and other bits in the Oasis. They feel they could literally spam the shit out of you with ads. They can force you to pay a subscription. They're Facebook slash Google, really, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, they're trying to turn the kind of the world's greatest treasure into... They're digital mining and they're mining digital mining people and yeah. they are it should it should be noted that in the book um, no one knows who anyone is in uh, in the Oasis like uh, all of your information is encrypted and not even agrarian uh, simulation system staff can access your account information hmm. they don't know shit it's private they won a court battle to say it would stay private IOI wants to make it all public. They want to be able to search who you are, where you are. Well, public to them, presumably. Uh, yeah, I suppose. They, well, they want to be able to sell advertisements to you. Well, yeah. so they want to know who you are, but they don't want anyone else to see who you Targeting are. Targeting advertisements. They want to control information. Sure. But they, they want to be able to unlock all of that information too. So, yeah. Whereas James Halliday had no interest in it. He had no interest in who you were in the Oasis... You were just another character in the Oasis. Yes, because in the film that if you... Again, let's explain the first <clears> one. If you die in-game, you, you just basically use all the stuff that your avatar had. You, say, you, you, re- you re-roll your character. From scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's like a roguelike in a bit of a way. You die, yeah. so you yeah. go straight to, straight to level one. Yeah. Is that in the book? Yes. Or stage? Yeah, so that's the sort of incentive to keep you alive, actually. Yeah. How it stops griefing, I'm not sure, because everybody seems to be on this lot honour going on. Well, then you go to a no PvP zone. So, for example, in Scipio, the starter zone yeah. where majority of Oasis users hang out, it's a no PvP zone. Yeah. This is only a visual spoiler, but in the book, does the bad guy look like a cross between Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne? Uh, oh, because in no the film, Sorrento. he really does. No and Sorrento. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because in that. He's basically Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne mashup, yeah. isn't he? I, I will be that. honest. I didn't like the way that they had everything rendered <laughs> in the in the film because the the trick is mm. in the book they say it is literally it looks exactly like it does in real life. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. There are I understand there, why they did it that way. Differentiate it, yeah. Yeah, I did like the fact. Actually, I did like the fact. So I thought they're going to cop out and. Your avatars because you look like you in the film. I thought they were going to cop up, but no, they actually did go through to actually their airport avatars looked. I did, yeah. I, did, I, did. I like that fact they did that. I did like well, the they even said the that. They said that in the. In the but I'm saying I thought mm. they were going to cop out yeah. and just. So they didn't have to render as much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I did like that fact because it sort of make it a little bit more. It felt more game gamey like. Yeah. You know, because. Um, I saw it in 4K. Just a little hint. Yeah, I know, 4K Blu ray and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so back to the first. You're saying about the first race. Uh, yeah, the the race didn't happen. No, but you're saying you're 
just going to talk about the first race in the Buffil. Uh, no, I just want to say that I, you know, I, we could say that it was a race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Halliday had set up the first kind of quest, almost as if he'd told people <clears throat> there was going to be a daily race. Doesn't happen. It did look spectacular that race. I it thought. does, but then that's know, what did they someone did they say that someone actually found the place where someone the race eventually found it? Yeah, someone found it. it. wasn't straight away. Someone found it, and mm-hmm. then they went there and started doing the race. Oh yeah, the but portal like, opened it, once it, he'd it, found it. It wasn't. That's that's just, that's not that wasn't in the book. No. <laughs> like someone did find hints, but it wasn't to a race. No, no, no I get that. It's, I'm just saying this is a different. And the fact that it was in the middle of a fucking city. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mother, I don't mean the, uh, had King Kong in it though. Yeah. yeah, well, and, that's where they the threw most of the references. Yeah. Full stop was in that initial. Yeah, yeah. Part of the fucking thing. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also my other sort of gripe with it was issue was that so in the in the film a small group of people get the first key, mm-hmm. they end off, and a couple of those people get the second key. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I arrive somehow on the third planet, the third, sort of the third challenge, and all the leaderboards only show three people. So all these guys playing the third challenge, where have they had the <coughs> first and second key? Who's got that? That's all for the night. It's like, well, hang on how can they be doing the third challenge if they haven't got the keys? They could do it, but they're going to be two keys short. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. They wouldn't have allowed it. Exactly. So mm. that's all sort of like, although I had this, like, it was, I mean, it was a, I mean, I will say the battle at the end was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. all these different sort of groups and like characters was in the book hundreds of different series that was quite fun yeah but it's a bit weird how they managed to get to the stage where they could get to the third key without having the other two because yeah I could sort of accept if like they if it was shown like a leadable where there's lots of IRI employees which is how it happens in the book yeah so <laughs> Maybe because they don't have names, they never appeared or something. No, because their 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 name their numbers oh, the yeah. sixes numbers still appeared on the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. or we'll, we'll have to, yeah. Mm. And because you think that's actually devastating, because it means that every single time one of them gets rezzed or what's, what's it called? The, what what are they called in the film? What they call people that died? No, okay. that doesn't really matter. Right, these yeah. four, they won't call it. They'd have to go through and redo all the first ones. They'd go back to that final place. Mm. So. Well, the the trick with the sixes are they are the sixes being the IOI guys. They are cheating motherfuckers, and <laughs> yeah. um, that they have millions of accounts that are not tied to any one user, and they just literally started farming the keys and the gates as mm. soon as they found out how. Um, yeah. And then if you died, well, let's say you're a particularly a good player at say one part of the game, like say the race. Well, if um, you sign in that account, yeah, if you died. If your avatar died and th- you know you've got like fucking a uh, couple hundred thousand accounts spare because you're like, well, we're not going to let Scrubby play today because he's not very good at the race. I'll take his account. They were yeah. just swapping accounts. Yeah, they were cheating every step of the way because uh, they have they they scan uh, your eye, and they do a voice check. You cannot get into people's accounts without their passphrases and uh, another day. IOI have hacked their machines. In fairness, they should have all been banned from like yeah. the get go. But yeah, they're all cheating wankers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not a case of they've gone and got three keys and now mm-hmm. someone's dead. They've got fucking hundreds of thousands of people farming those keys. 
and when someone died, they'd get the they'd get that good player to go back in and and do yeah do the thing again. At least they had a romantic subplot, no. But that was in the book. That was in the book. Was oh, it? Ah, yes. I was talking yeah. it wasn't so much. Oh, I, thought, I was. I didn't think it was so heavy in the book, though. Was it? Always oh, pretty hard. Because oh, we did okay. agree. Because I always said, when I thought it wasn't in the book, that you need you need a bit of that just to add an extra level of risk to it. Oh, Our entire motivation was bullshit, though. Yeah. Yeah. I also I didn't like the fact that Shoes would be like <laughs> this big, type end player, and who's also a gunter, yet somehow. She, and initially, when they first meet, she seems that when they first had this all like little meeting in the work, they seem to know they both seem to have an equal knowledge about Halliday. The bit later on, they go to her and she hasn't got the foggiest idea. Mm. Mm. Like, that's, they go to this place and they sort of look through some of his stuff he did, and she goes, Oh, is that so and so? I didn't know that. But she knew all the basics, didn't she? He knew all the private stuff, all the really big. But that's that not, again, that's not how it happened in the book right. at all. <laughs> Isn't true? They come together actually quite late in the book. They actually come like they don't turn up. They don't meet each other until quite late on. Uh, I wouldn't say late, but I'd say you'd, you'd be reading for a good like hour or two before yeah. before that even becomes a thing because they they meet in the first dungeon. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert for the book: Artemis was the first person to find the dungeon. In um, in the book, okay. and uh, Wade was the second, but Wade was the first person to complete it. Right, yeah. Ah, right. Okay, yeah. So, um, do you think is there a part in the book where you think maybe they could have split it into maybe two movies or minis? I see. I think it would have been better, done better as a miniseries. Yeah, but the budget would have been a bitch. That's yeah. That's <clears> down. Well, so this is right. So one thing that we haven't touched on at all is that the film is a rewrite, and you guys have said that it's a rewrite yeah. by Ernest Klein himself. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, can, I, can, I complained that it was a rewrite. However, I understand why it was yeah. a rewrite. The mm. base yeah. plot is still there, yeah. but there are, other than that, like the book is nowhere, it's not there. Yeah. Um, mainly because, if you read the book, the first hour, hour and a half of the book, they'd have blown the entire film's budget on licensing rights. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've literally just said, fuck, we need to make a film, but we can't literally license this, 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 this. Just look, we can get these things, let's rewrite the story so to fit these. it's understandable, but mm. it's yeah. not... Well, like we said in the last podcast, I couldn't understand how they'd have made this film on the yeah. budget they had <laughs> with all of those references. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They just we, rewrote it. We were saying that if, if it went to Spielberg, they'd probably be even less, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, these no, I think Spielberg actually helped a hell of a lot having his name mm. tied to it. Sure. Yeah. Would have opened a lot of doors. There are probably a lot of, there are probably a lot of references in that film that there wouldn't would be there yeah, if it wasn't for that Spielberg. Oh, hey... John, yeah. can I have your dinosaur, please? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that sort of thing, and so forth. And I mean, I'm, I mean, it's worth it when you are watching, thinking, "Oh, that's one of those." And there's somewhere only on screen for literally a fraction of a second, sort of things. And mm-hmm. I mean, I need to—I'm not sure. I've seen an old <clears throat> killer can in there. And I want to be watching to see if they are Freddy Krueger. All these little bits. There, there were in. there were lots of really cool referency bits in it. However, yeah. they were mostly wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, they they had to put in a lot of references for people of nowadays. Yeah, Halliday was obsessed with the eighties. The book is very eighties. Like there's still quite a lot of eighty references. Yeah, yeah, but there's no tracer. No, there's no Overwatch fucking tracer. <laughs> uh, that, that's there's no planet doom. Uh, you know, uh, they 
fucked with so many of the main characters in there. Mm. Um, and I, I, oh. So what do you think about? Because I mean, I quite Simon Pegg didn't work for me. Nope. I, um, I didn't like did, him as Old Tomorrow at he, all. I just Charles, when I see Simon Pegg, I just think comedy. Mm. I don't think I well, know, Ogden, I know it's not a Ogden, super serious film Ogden Morrow is kind of the comedy guy but you know mm. Steve Wozniak yeah Ogden mm. Morrow in my head is Steve Wozniak yeah yeah. I like the one yeah. who played Halliday now I thought he did a lot better job than I first gave him credit when I first saw he was going to be playing Halliday I was like mm, that's not going to go he but he, he did he said it comes though. across as like a sort of this <laughs> introvert computer you could, I could imagine him being an, I could imagine him being an actual person you yeah. could see now on the news who works so he though um, he makes me for the guy that guy who's heavily involved with Linux what's his um, no Linus Torvalds yeah or uh, Richard Stallman that's him it makes me think of him a little bit yeah Stallman yeah, yeah. so and I quite liked him he's done a lot of Bill though lately can't remember his name though I think it's Mark something but, or whatever, yeah but. so um <laughs> I know you don't like Wade Watts, the guy who played Wade Watts. It was wrong. It was wrong. Yeah. Well, like I said, I never saw the book, but I, I really well, did enjoy it. You saw the book, I really, you? Look, yeah, I saw the cover. You look at the I really cover, loved the movie, but... Look at the cover of the book, because I had to do a double take. Mm. Um, when I watched the film, I was like, shit, did, you know, did, 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 did they base his outfit on, on the shit in the, in the book? Because the idea is that Wade is so poor, he can't even afford to buy himself clothes. Mm. Right? Um, yet he... Wade in the, in the fucking movie is dressed like average Joe Public. Clothes yeah. that fit, they all match up, you know, he's got a pair of jeans, you know, yeah. shirts and that. Why well, he can't, he, he <laughs> no, he can't, like, all of his clothes have been taken out of, uh, you know, um, clothes banks. Yeah. Mm. So his family, the people in his family, are they the same sort of people in the book, or they... No, God, he hated him! Well, he's well, he hated him. His aunt and his... No, he thing. hated his aunt, yeah. and she hated him. <laughs> But in the, in the book, book they then. made out there was some there was kind a of boyfriend in there, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, yeah, Rick. Um, they're still the same, hmm. but not quite. But Aunt Alice, that relationship was total bollocks, absolute hmm. bollocks. And, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: um, some people somehow managed to survive an explosion in the stacks. I was a bit surprised that old woman turned up. Alive. <laughs> I don't know how she made it. Made it. Yeah. yeah, that's my point, uh, Mrs. Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she, how the hell did she leave? The stacks. Probably, that's probably the most violent thing happens in the film. Really, yes, is the stacks. The, right. So there's a terrorist attack on the stacks uh, where Wade lives, mm. and uh, in the book, that's fucking devastating. Stacks basically being, if you've ever seen the cover of the book, or uh, it's a trailer park vertical. Yeah, yeah on uh, uh, on scaffolding. Mm. Um, in the film, one stack yeah. in the stacks comes down. In the book, the whole fucking area is like Sector Seven out of Final Fantasy Seven. It's rubble. Damn. They blow. Everything up, <laughs> yeah. uh, as you know, as one stack falls down, it literally dominoes and takes down a couple of others. They definitely feel they've um, lightened the film because it's a tra- mm. it's rated twelve. Yeah, so they lighted for they kids. definitely. They definitely. I do. think kids will actually really like the film. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I you know I think that a lot of people will really like the film, and I'm really glad they made the film, and I'm glad that Ernest Cline's getting the bank for the film. Yeah. I just think the book is far superior. Yeah. Um, so, question. 
and it's always hard to answer these sort of questions. <laughs> if you hadn't read the book and seen the film, do you think you would like? I've already said that the, I've already gone on the record with people saying that if I hadn't have read the book, the film would have been all right. Mm. Um, but because I've read the book always, multiple yeah. times, um, the film just doesn't come close. The character designs, they ruined tons. If you Seriously, if you've watched the film, if you go back and read the book, they're going to spoil so much. <laughs> so much of that book is going to be wrecked for you right now. I did that with when they made uh, The Golden Compass based on Northern Lights. Mm. They made a movie of that, the Philip Pullman book, and... Uh, that was pretty close, but they changed the entire emphasis of the ending of the book completely. Mm. Like, there's a cat. I, I didn't really want to spoil it, but basically, there's a child murder at the end of the book, and in the film, that they end the film just before that happens. Yeah, sure. And there are things like that. That's you know. So I can understand why, if you've read the book, it really would annoy you. Certain characters that <coughs> shouldn't have even featured became main characters in the in the film. No idea why. Um, many scenes that didn't happen in the book were main features in in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, events were completely rewritten. Uh, characters that had no relationships before became uh, heavily influenced by something that didn't exist uh, in the film. Um, Is the um, sort of corporate person his right hand man? Toronto. He's oh, uh, the, guy, the guy with the holes in his chest. I roll. Oh, is he in the book? He is. He's <laughs> one of the characters I'm complaining about. He went to school with Wade. Mm-hmm. He features for the grand total of, oh, I don't know, ten pages. <laughs> then he's gone. Never to be seen again. Oh, shit, he's the main villain in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get in the film. Like, everybody's like, everybody, when everybody dies, all the gold coins come out of them. Oh, this is a spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Mm. When he... He's in, he only, like, all, like, leaks a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that that, that mm. sort of breaks your logic there. Well, I uh, mm. Rock isn't a main character in the book. No. He's a kid they go to school with. Um, when yeah. H and uh, uh, Wade, uh, Parzival, end up on the leaderboard, I Rock starts trying to shake him down for information... When they don't tell, he grasses them up, saying that they're students on Lewis. And then from that point on, he's gone. Is there a uh, villain in the book similar to him that they just repurposed to him? No. Yeah. Like, no, no yeah. the villain in the in the book is Nolan Sorrento. Just, yeah. That's it. Right. Uh, Nolan Sorrento. Nolan Sorrento is a gamer in uh, in the book. Mm. He's a he's a competent coder. He is good. He is fucking. He's good at his job, and he's fucking evil. Um, he is everything in the book that he isn't in the film. Right. He's a yeah, whiny he's... little bitch, scrubby <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, because he has no idea what's going on. He's, he's a CEO kind of type. But in in um, in the book, he was a hunter. He was a gunner. Mm. Uh, once upon a time, mm. um, his motivations are. Pretty hardcore in in the book and in the side. There's a side piece to the book uh, that came out after the book that Ernest Klein liked so much that he made it canon. It explains <clears throat> all of Nolan Sorrento's motivation. It makes the character. None of that in the film. In fact, none of the stuff from Nolan Sorrento from the book is in the film. <laughs> um, you know, he is a whiny little 
I mean, they used Nolan Sorrento as a way to explain how the Sixers were cheating. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, well, Nolan Sorrento's a bit of a plebe in the fucking film. He doesn't understand anything. So, uh, in in the film, they uh, in the book, they're, everyone's connected to everyone else in the, in the Sixers' headquarters. So, if uh, they're feeding information to one another... Um, other people can literally take control of anyone else's account in, in IOI um, and they show that in the film by literally just having an earpiece in Nolan's ear constantly and people are constantly feeding him information about uh, yeah. the game, holidays, hobbies, things like that. Um, that not how it happens in the, in, the, uh, in the book at all. Is that a little group of researchers? There is a, There are oilologists um uh, you know the study of birds eggs um, which then became the study of Halliday's Easter egg um, they See, are I quite, I quite like the little group in yeah. the film <laughs> they are in the book there's a fucking ton of them mm. um, but Sorrento isn't constantly wired up to them because he's plenty competent enough to do most of it himself yeah. anyway mm. in the film he's a blithering idiot yeah, um, he's corporate, isn't he? He's interesting. He wants to win just for corporate. He hasn't got any. That's his only drive. Not his motivation in the book. <laughs> no. No. I'll tell you guys the motivation um, after the podcast if you're interested. Yes, I would be interested. But um, well, you can tell us because this doesn't apply to the film. Let's not spoil the book. Well, I'd rather not. I'd rather okay, fair enough. find out. Fair enough. No, I, could, I you know I could spoil so much more in. Uh, in this thing, but I, I've, I've been, I'm trying to hold back to be honest. It is a rewrite, but many of the main characters are wrong. Their motivations are wrong. A lot of stuff that doesn't—it just doesn't happen. You might yeah. just have to tell Nick then about that then, because I quite like to read the book now. Yeah. Well, I want to read the book as well. But <laughs> yeah. Not too old. Well, what if I if I let's put it this way: if I tell you it before you read the book, it will completely change how you look at Nolan Sorrento. Oh, fair enough. I will know that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so if you if you read the book. Tell me when you've done it. And then you can tell and, me what yeah, that no, bit no. I was telling you about. Yeah. If it is, I know I read it. Yeah, <laughs> what kind so. of book is it? Chunky or is it fairly yeah, yeah, thick? You can read mm. it in an afternoon. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, think I read it when the kids were little dots. They were just oh, okay. sat in the garden mm. and I was sat there. I, I think we actually discussed the book on our very first podcast, you know. Mm, wow. Yeah. I think you did. Yeah. So, that was about the time I read it, actually, yeah, to be fair. Five years ago. Yeah. Crumbs. I really, I really enjoyed the book. Um, so, final thoughts. I like the film. If I'm honest. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've watched I, it twice. I, yeah, um, I, I, you could go on the first time. I can see. <laughs> I, I'll see myself watching it again. Mm. Um, so, I can see. I know where you're coming from, but it didn't stop me enjoying the film. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Had, had I have not read the book. I mean, part, I did you hate it. the film from in the book, or did you not? Well, I sent you a message on Google Hangouts, and I think it was no more than six minutes twenty in before I table flipped. The first time I got really angry at the film was no more than six minutes in. Oh, yeah. right. Um, they ripped. They fucking rewrote. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to go there. The characters didn't meet each other that early on. Um, how they met each other is completely different. They ruined many a twist <laughs> at, within six minutes of of that film. Six minutes of that film ruins Mike Rylance. Sorry, so, that's the guy who played Halliday. Ah, <laughs> that was bugging me. At least 
three of the characters in six minutes twenty. Mm. So. so is it a thumbs down or is it a thumbs sideways? Sideways. Cool. Thumbs up? Oh, big up. Two thumbs up. I want to do thumbs up. No, the thing is, it's not a bad film, <laughs> but if you're... A, I know many fans of the of the book actually really quite like the film, but I just couldn't handle how much they changed. Yeah. The guy who played Wade, cracking job, but you mm. didn't look like how they described Wade in the book no. at all. Wade's a fat kid. He's a fucking fat kid. I wondered that to make the you know difference between when he's there and when he's in Oasis kind of thing. You know? Yeah, he's that would been quite interesting. He's fat and horribly out of shape. His hideout wrong at the in the in the start of the film. They show you yeah. with his treadmill and all that. He doesn't have that. In no, the, you see, I cause they do show people doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was thinking that doesn't actually add anything to it. That treadmill doesn't add anything. The fact that he's got that rig doesn't actually make any difference. He could have quite easily been just mm-hmm. sat down with a pair of gloves and a headset, which is how he starts in the in the. Book. And that would work absolutely fine for. Yeah. The f- he didn't get that rig until at least <clears throat> halfway through the book, yeah. when he's actually got some wonga. He doesn't drive a DeLorean at the start of the book because he's got no money. <laughs> um, you know. Th- it could have been a complete disaster, if, you know, with certain directors now. I think there's only a few... In oh, the yeah, they could I'm have glad that Spielberg did you know, it. It could have been an absolute it, nightmare. I tell you what, it did feel like an 80s, uh, like an 80s film with Spielberg, Spielberg. He did direct it, but yeah. it did feel the pacing, the style of it, it did feel like a 19... I could, yeah. Apart from the quality of the graphics, I could imagine that film coming out in 1980. There's no library of Halliday's memories in the book. <laughs> Is there a way in the book that would be very hard to film, though, to explain that? side of it his past and everything well is there any, you know there's a lot of that internal kind of logic in, in books that you can't really transport to a film visually well a lot of people because a lot of people didn't see that either no no one in the, no one in the in the book did that they read it mm. they read his journal yeah you he, can't no yeah. but the, the whole idea is that they, they'd go back mm. and they would see things that happened how they didn't have time to recreate all of that Mm. He was busy working on... He hated life outside of the Oasis. He was an addict of the Oasis himself. Yeah. Um, I get the feeling that the film, it was like all the stuff that he set up, he obviously set up well before he died. It was like six months before. He's obviously... I get the feeling in the film that he'd been setting this up for years. Oh, yeah, but he had been in, he had been in the book. But like they, it was like they'd filmed every single shred of his life. How they didn't do that, he didn't do that at all. I got, I personally got the feeling that it wasn't the fact they filmed his life; is that he recreated it based on his memories. I, I got well, to, to be honest, that I didn't feel it's filmed. No, because so in the film they say to you how there's literally video of every single day of his life. How would he have been able to recreate all that from memory? Mm. How would he have been able to recreate the meetings with him and Ogden Morrow from memory? In his, uh, in his notes, he, he was completely disconnected from most other people. Yeah. So when Nolan Sorrento turns up in Halliday's office and he's pestering him about how to how to launch the Oasis, mm. Halliday <laughs> would have practically blanked the fuck out of him. He did blank him within the scene, but I yeah, mean, sure, but like, like he wouldn't have even acknowledged the fact that he yeah. was there. Yeah. You know, no. Um, I mean, they look, look, you know, this day at this time, and they rewound it. Yeah. No way. 
Maybe you should save the rest of the discussion for part two next, oh, <laughs> next <God>. time. <laughs> no, I think, I, I think we've covered it quite well. Yeah, so. yeah. Just that entire, that entire building doesn't exist. No. None of that stuff appears in the book at all. Um, I know that someone's going to say, well, how are they going to show it? Show, not tell. But mm. mo- none of the Gunters had access to any of that information. None of it. If it wasn't in... Halliday's journal that he released in like a PDF at the start of the hunt uh, then then they would have had it mm. on that note yeah. I think we put the world's right yeah. so um, I've been Suffolk Ram I've been Minimo Stones thank you for watching episode 95 and we're on the final countdown towards North Korea yeah Nothing you can say that. We will disappear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I was watching, um, I look forward to we look forward to seeing you in the future. Cool. Bye.